And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, my name is Adam Solomini, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy memories and ignite a desire to create more. As always, if you happen to have any legacy stories that you'd like to hear about, or if you have a story that you'd like to tell us, you can reach out to me via email. The email address is LegacyStoryPodcast at Infinancer.com. As you know, the vast majority of the time that we spend here together on this podcast is about legacy stories. Legacy stories that are meant to inspire you. Sometimes it's about habits or mindsets that will help you reach your full potential and, of course, create your legacy story. On occasion, we may talk about some current events. We talked about the AMC and GME stock market rocket ships. Just last week, we talked about the debt ceiling. This next subject that we're going to talk about does go off on a little tangent. However, I think it's going to be big news. Maybe not big news because you're going to see a bunch of people in handcuffs, but big news because it may result in change in how the elite in the world will or actually will not be able to hide their money and assets. That's right, folks. Today, we are going to talk about the Pandora Papers. For those of you that do not know, there was an ICIJ investigation, which is the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, and they released what is called the Pandora Papers. It's essentially the largest investigation in journalism history that exposed how the financial system works for the uber-rich and powerful. The Pandora Papers are millions of leaked documents that uncovered financial secrets of 35 current and former world leaders, more than 330 politicians, as well as public officials in a total of 91 countries and territories. There also happens to be some uh, murderers, con artists, fugitives, and celebrities. Now, I'd like to start off with there is a lot of sensationalism going on with this, and many of the leaked documents do show a lot of offshore holdings for very powerful and rich people. Not every single one of them was involved in criminal activity. You can have assets and wealth offshore as long as you claim it, right? As long as you're not hiding it, so you're not taxed on it. The criminality comes into play if you do hide it and you do not claim it. This global investigation spanning 117 countries and involving more than 600 journalists has revealed some very juicy things. Oh, and keep in mind, this isn't the first time that this has happened. There have been many leaks on the finances of the rich and powerful and large companies. There were the offshore leaks in 2012 and 2013, which was about a tenth of the size of the Panama Papers, but was seen as the biggest expose of international tax fraud ever when the ICIJ and its news partners went public in November in 2012 and April in 2013. 
Those leaks revealed the names of more than 120,000 companies and trusts in hideaways such as the British Virgin Islands and the Cook Islands. This eventually led to exposing a flourishing tax evasion industry in the UK and resulted in a major investigation. There was the Luxembourg leaks in 2014, another extensive ICIJ investigation that centered on how professional services company PricewaterhouseCoopers helped multinational companies gain hundreds of favorable tax rulings in Luxembourg between 2002 and 2010. The ICIJ said in that leak that multinationals had saved billions by channeling money through Luxembourg, sometimes at a tax rate of less than 1%. One address in Luxembourg was home to more than 1,600 companies. Wow. There was the Swiss leaks in 2015, which focused on HSBC Private Bank, where the findings said that they had served those close to discredited regimes and clients who had been unfavorably named by the United Nations. Essentially, they profited from arms dealers, bagmen for third world dictators, traffickers in blood diamonds, and other international outlaws. In 2016, there were the Panama Papers. Until Pandora, this leak was seen as the daddy of them all in data size. The Panama Papers came out after an anonymous source contacted reporters at a German newspaper in 2015 and supplied encrypted documents from the Panamanian law firm Mossack Fonseca. That law firm sold anonymous offshore companies that helped the owners hide their business dealings. It took some time to comb through all of that data, but uh, eventually they found how associates of Russian President Vladimir Putin shuffled cash around the globe. The Prime Minister of Iceland was caught in this and ended up quitting. And the Prime Minister of Pakistan basically was thrown out of office by the Supreme Court. Overall, the financial dealings of a dozen current and former world leaders, more than 120 politicians and public officials, and countless billionaires, celebrities, and sports stars were exposed. There was the Paradise Papers in 2017 which was a huge batch of leaked documents, mostly from offshore law firm Appleby. The documents contained details about investments made by the Queen's private estate, that would be the Queen of England, a tax avoidance scheme used by three stars of BBC sitcom Mrs. Brown's Boys, and showed that Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton avoided tax on his 16.5 million pound luxury jet. Just last year, there were the FinCEN files that exposed the failure of major global banks to stop money laundering and financial crime. They also revealed how the UK is often the weak link in the financial system and how London is awash with Russian cash. But let's get back to the Pandora Papers. Who made the list? You like lists. I like lists. Everybody likes lists. Who is on this list? Well, I'm not going to name every single person up. There are some notable ones. Shakira, John Elton, Angel Di Maria, Claudia Schiffer, Ringo Starr, Julio Iglesias, Tony Blair, the King of Jordan, Jordan Abdullah II, Luis Abinader, President of the Dominican Republic, Ilham Aliyev, President of Azerbaijan, the President of Montenegro, the President of Kenya, the President of Ecuador, the President of Gabon, 
president of Chile, the president of Republic of Congo, the emir of Qatar, the president of Ukraine, the vice president of Colombia, uh, the former president of Paraguay, the former president of Colombia, actually two of them, former president of Peru, the former president of Honduras, three former presidents of Panama, and the former president of El Salvador, the prime minister of Cote d'Ivoire, the prime minister of the Czech Republic, the prime minister of the United Arab Emirates, and the emir of Dubai, the prime minister of Lebanon, the former prime minister of United Kingdom, Tony Blair, you may have heard of him, the former prime minister of Mozambique, two former chief executives of Hong Kong, former prime minister of Haiti, the former prime minister of Lebanon, and the former vice prime minister of Israel. Oh, here's a good one. The former managing director of the International Monetary Fund at the United Nations, also named in these documents. You know, if you want to have a lot of hush money, you might as well get in, you know, the managing director of the International Monetary Fund. Probably doesn't hurt to have, like, the minister of economy for a couple different countries, like Pakistan, Brazil, Serbia, and many more. There were some world media leaders named, like the editor-in-chief of Jang Media Group, the CEO of Dawn Media Group, the CEO of Express Media Group, countless politicians around the world as well. There's royalty like the Princess of Morocco. There were a lot of business people, soccer managers, cricket players. Quite the list, isn't it? And that's the short version. So, as I said, in most countries, it's not illegal to have assets offshore or to use shell companies to do business across national borders. Business people who operate internationally say they actually need offshore companies to conduct their financial affairs. The problem comes about when you are shifting profits from high-tax countries, where they are earned, to companies that exist only on paper in low-tax jurisdictions. You know what's amazing about this leak, though? No United States politicians, leaders, former leaders, major business people, media people were named. I personally believe that an investigation of this magnitude yielding that type of result is highly concerning. What is being held back and why? But I digress. The main players in this particular system includes elite institutions, multinational banks, law firms, and accounting practices, mostly headquartered in Europe and the United States. So it's not as though the United States was implicated. It's just that long list that I only gave you a few names from don't really have any people from the United States on it. It's mind-boggling. A document in the Pandora paper shows that banks around the world helped their customers set up at least 3,926 offshore companies with the assistance of Aleman Cordero Galindo and Lee, a Panamanian law firm led by a former ambassador to the United States. The document shows that the firm, also known as Alcogol, set up at least 312 companies in the British Virgin Islands for clients of the American financial services giant Morgan Stanley. The Pandora Papers investigation also highlights how Baker McKenzie, the largest law firm in the United States, helped create the modern offshore system and continues to be a mainstay of the shadow economy. 
Baker McKenzie and its global affiliates have used their lobbying and legislation drafting know-how to shape financial laws around the world. They have also profited from work done for people tied to fraud and corruption. Just a few names on the Baker McKenzie client list. Ukrainian oligarch Ihor Kromoisky, who U.S. authorities allege laundered $5.5 billion through a tangle of shell companies purchasing factories and commercial properties across the United States heartland. They also did work for Cho Lao, who is now a fugitive financier accused by authorities in multiple countries of masterminding the embezzlement of more than $4.5 billion from a Malaysian economic development fund known as 1MDB. Baker McKenzie denies any involvement in unscrupulous activities. What's crazy here is the United States has actually become a tax haven. Why? Well, in December 2018, the Bahamas enacted legislation requiring companies and certain trusts to declare their real owners to a government registry. They were basically under pressure from larger countries, including the United States, to do more to block tax dodgers and criminals from the financial system. One local attorney said the winners of these new double standards are the United States states of Delaware, Alaska, and South Dakota. Over the past decade, South Dakota, Nevada, and more than a dozen other U.S. states have transformed themselves into leaders in the business of peddling financial secrecy. This is especially true with trusts, because if you have a trust offshore, then you are essentially keeping money away from mm, police that may be looking for it around the world, perhaps ex-wives, ex-husbands, business partners, and whatever tax group is part of the government of the originating countries. Which U.S. states have the most trusts in the Pandora Papers? Well, South Dakota has 81, Florida has 37. Delaware, 35. Texas, 24. Nevada, 14. To give you an idea, by 2020, 17 of the world's 20 least restrictive jurisdictions for trusts were American states. Customer assets in South Dakota trusts have more than quadrupled over the past decade to $360 billion. Some other notes from the Pandora Papers? A $22 million chateau in the French Riviera was purchased through offshore companies by the Czech Republic's populist prime minister, a billionaire who has rallied against the corruption of economic and political elites. More than $13 million located in a trust in the Great Plains of the United States by one of Guatemala's most powerful families, a dynasty that controls a soap and lipstick that's been accused of harming workers and the earth. Three beachfront mansions in Malibu purchased through three offshore companies for $68 million by the King of Jordan, shortly after Jordanians filled the streets during the Arab Spring to protest joblessness and corruption. Oh, the music trio Swedish House Mafia also was named in the Pandora Papers. Speaking of the mafia, Italian mobster Raphael Amato, who is linked to countless murders and who inspired the movie Gamora, is also named in the papers. He's currently serving a 20-year prison sentence. I believe he used a fencing company to buy land in Spain. You know how there's the Forbes billionaire list? Well, there's more than 130 Forbes billionaires named. I mentioned Alamon Cordero, Elindo, and Lee. But there are also millions of files on the Trident Trust Company, 
Asia City Trust, Shin Corporate Consulting, and Alpha Consulting, among others. If you're interested in the details, hat tip to ICIJ, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. You can check out an elongated summary of what was found on their website. I'll put a link in the description. And keep in mind, folks, they just released this a few days ago. So it's going to take a while for all of the information to get digested. And I can guarantee you there will be some investigations going on and more than likely some change. If, in fact, absolutely no United States government officials were involved in any of this. <laughs> I hope you found uh, some of those facts, a uh, brief summary, interesting, but I want you to keep something in mind, and I'm going to leave you with this. Not all rich people are corrupt. Many people work their butts off to become rich. Many people are extremely intelligent, and that is how they became rich. Many people who are uber rich took a lot of chances. They weren't necessarily spoon-fed billions of dollars that they turned into trillions of dollars or millions of dollars that they turned into billions of dollars. Some were, and even if they were spoon-fed, if you're not intelligent, you'll probably lose that money. So when I talk about the Pandora Papers, I'm not trying to get people to stoke their hatred of the evil rich because that's not what this is about. It is, however, about making sure that people aren't hiding assets and money that should be taxed or taken in the instance of crimes, alimony, child support, things of that nature. You shouldn't be envious of the rich. You should model their habits and their work ethic, perhaps. You should not hate the rich simply because they're rich because you feel in your alternate universe that you deserve some of their money, because you don't. You don't deserve their money unless you work for them, and therefore you will get their money, some of it. There are very few people that have been given a job by somebody who isn't rich. Oh, and if you happen to be in America, uh, you are more than likely part of the 1% in the global perspective because the top 1% in the globe is somebody who is making over $34,000 a year. So don't hate on the rich, but you should hate on the rich that are doing crimes like evading taxes by having offshore havens. Well, that's all for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story. You can also follow me at Infinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory, whether it is through business coaching, personal coaching, or financial coaching, you can book a discovery session with me at Infinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N. A-N-C-E-R dot com. Until next time, ciao.